Why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Good afternoon. This is the Reasonable Voices talk radio show And I'm your host, Marcello Rolando. Today, our reasonable voice is Stephen Davis, president of Community Investment Collaborative in Charlottesville, Virginia, headquartered at Preston and Ridge, as a matter of fact, in the Citizens Commonwealth Center. Stephen, how are you today? Doing well. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Absolutely. Let me tell everyone a bit more about you. Stephen Davis joined the Community Investment Collaborative As its first president in April 2013, he brings a decade of experience in organization building, management, consulting, and education. He hopes to harness that experience to guide CIC in training, financing, and mentoring the next generation of entrepreneurs in Central Virginia. He holds a bachelor's degree in finance and master's degree in education from James Madison University. Stephen, did I get all that right? Uh, Sounds right to me. Okay, very good. Well, I want to start off with how Community Investment Collaborative started because I understand it has a good deal to do with my good friend Juan, who is a co-owner of Seville Coffee in Charlottesville, Virginia. I know he's always been active politically and active in helping people get, get started in life, build a career, build a business. So how did you two of you meet, and how did that lead to you and, and uh, CIC? As far as how we met, Tuan, I just uh, probably just being a patron of his coffee shop, but I'll step back for a second and just uh, kind of tell you a little bit about how it did start. It was, okay. Uh, Tuan, uh, you know, as you mentioned, Tuan Nguyen owns Seville Coffee. Uh, coming out of the recession uh, in 2011, uh, Tuan realized it was really hard for a lot of small business owners in the area to get access to capital, to get... Mm. Uh, loans for their businesses. And he asked if it's hard for the folks that he knows and folks like him to get credit, how hard is it for folks who have less resources to begin with who yes. are just or just starting out in business? And so had the idea of creating a microloans program. You know, in the U.S., microloans tend to mean under thirty-five or $50,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you hear internationally, when you hear microloans, it can mean, you know, $500. But in the U.S., that's the amount we're talking about. 
so he had this idea and started, you know, has Twan, only Twan can do in this Ex- community. And yes. He networks and engages with folks and uh, started meeting a number of uh, people and discovered there had been a, uh, three previous microloan funds that had existed in Charlottesville over the last 30 years. Mm. Uh, and mm. it all not sustained for one reason or another. And uh, uh, not hard to find folks who are involved in those programs and uh, – the lessons that we learn from engaging with him, and I say we the royal we because I wasn't yet involved, uh, but he was, uh, um, the lessons learned were the programs weren't able to sustain because they, uh, they didn't have a significant business education component to help folks develop their business knowledge and skills, mm-hmm. or they, they didn't have significant ongoing assistance after the loans were made to help folks you know, problem solve and kind of get through the hard steps of growing your business and the loans. Uh, getting the right amount of due diligence made in the loans is, is difficult. You know, either you can be too liberal and then the loans aren't paid back at a sustainable rate, or you can be too conservative and you're you're not even doing any more loans than a bank would do in the first place. Mm. So over the course of about a year and a lot of community conversations, uh, uh, CIC came together. Over the course of that year, Tuan and a couple of other individuals, uh, Wendy Brown, uh, Gordon Bennett, and Heba Fisher, who are all co-founders of CIC collectively, uh, engaged with a lot of community members, asked about what was going on, found uh, what are things that are already happening and what aren't, Mm -hmm. and landed on what became CIC's model. So CIC's mission is to help under-resourced entrepreneurs start and grow small businesses, and we do do so through a program based on four pillars, education, mentoring, micro-lending, and networking. You know... Uh, I'm going to throw in a bit of a personal analogy, if I may. Uh-huh. I, I remember when I received a bachelor's degree, I, uh, the day of graduation, I said, well, I feel smart enough now to go back in and get a college degree. And then two degrees later, I, I, I keep saying to myself, it's great. Education is absolutely the foundation of success. But after you get it, people can't just walk away from you. And it sounds like uh-huh. CIC is there with you. They they get you educated, and then they stick with you. They tutor you. They mentor you. They, and the and finding finance for uh, small businesses, well, that in itself is quite a gift to the area. What is your? Do you specialize solely in Charlottesville, as Armavar County, or Virginia, or, or, or what? So our service region is uh, basically. Um Central Virginia, you know, the Central Virginia Economic Planning District or the Thomas Jefferson Planning District, basically City of Charlottesville, Albemarle County, and the contiguous counties around Albemarle. So Nelson, Green, Fluvanna, and Louisa counties are our primary service area. Uh, we've had clients from Buckingham or Waynesboro or Orange County as well, uh, but our focus has been on Charlottesville, Albemarle, Fluvanna Green, Louisa, and Nelson counties. Well, that's an excellent. That's a huge area, and and to, do you find the micro loans of up to thirty five thousand dollars? Is is that how it works, or? Uh, we actually uh, provide them, so we are oh. we are a lender ourselves. So we uh, for to be eligible for our loan program, you either need to have been in business for six months and can kind of walk in the door with a good idea of where you're going and a plan for getting there and just have trouble accessing the capital. So for those businesses, the existing ones, 
most banks just don't lend if you're not two years old. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it may be, you might be able to get a credit card or you, you know, if you have significant resources, you can, you know, leverage an asset like a house or that type of thing. But for under $50,000, most people aren't doing that. And under two years in business, it's just most banks kind of want to see a track record before you get there. Mm-hmm. So we're an alternative for those. And then if you haven't been in business six months, we will still consider an application from you, but we ask that you participate in our 16-week uh, entrepreneur workshop first, uh, mostly because it's, you're really still you know, a brand-new business. You're opening, and our workshop is a great opportunity to kind of develop that. I'd say anyone can benefit from that. We certainly have businesses well older than six months or even several years at times uh, who go through our workshop. But as far as the loan program, uh, if you haven't been in business six months, that we, we would you know, kind of push you towards a workshop to start. But we do the loans. Uh, there ranges, you know. We, uh, you know, we've done loans as small as a thousand dollars, and uh, we'll go up to thirty-five. Uh, the terms are flexible, you know, ranging from one to five year uh, in repayments. Mm-hmm. Our interest rates are all under ten percent, uh, a little bit higher than probably what you could get through a bank if you could get that loan, but still, you know, very affordable. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, we do the loans. The funds that we lend have all been funds that we've raised privately uh, or through public sources. So uh, Fluvanna County was actually the first uh, community in our region to set up a microloan fund for Fluvanna businesses who've been through our program. The city of Charlottesville has done so as well. And then we've received a few grants from the Charlottesville Area Community Foundation uh, and other agencies to kind of help seed our loan fund. Excellent. I'm going to, before we talk about your workshops, because I I do want Mm -hmm. to do that, I would like you for me not a dictionary mm-hmm. definition, but your mm-hmm. your definition, because I think people are out listening to the show who really don't know if they're an entrepreneur or not. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. t- tell us what what is an entrepreneur as far as you personally, the president, and uh, CIC are concerned. Oh. So, I mean, for, for when we say entrepreneurs at CIC, we're talking about folks who are taking risks to start a small business. You know, um, you know, there, you can do a lot of definitions about what you know, you know, what that means. But if you're someone who likes to start stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and create, you know, create something from nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it usually involves taking some risk to do so. You're an entrepreneur, um, and so we work with. The entrepreneurs and the small businesses that we work with tend to be uh, a little different from the kind of the, um, the what most people think of as a um, entrepreneurship or what I'm not I shouldn't say quite like that, but where a lot of folks uh, in the public press and so forth talk about entrepreneurship, you're thinking about the Facebooks or the high tech and high mm-hmm. high growth businesses. Whereas our mission is to help uh, the mom and pop businesses, the yes. lifestyle businesses that are, lot, that are the lifeblood of every community. Yes. Uh, most of the businesses that we serve are, you know. Uh, even at maturity, the business is probably only going to be less than five employees. There might be some that grow larger. There might be some that you know grow significantly larger. But most of our businesses are going to be uh, under five employees. Excellent, and I really appreciate that because I thought you—that's what you would say. But I'm so impressed because a lot of people talk about helping the small business owner, 
when they're really talking about <laughs> something very different. But you at CIC, from what I've uh, read about you and from uh, talking to Tuan and, of course, what you just said, I realize someone is really out there helping people who are trying to go it alone find their way in so many ways. So with that in mind, obviously one of the ways I think you mentioned, and I, I would agree, is to begin with your workshops. And when is the next one coming and what does one have to do to qualify? You just apply. What's the process? So our, we run a 16-week entrepreneur workshop. Uh, it's the primary way that most people start working with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very collab- yeah, collaborative is in our name, and the workshop is very collaborative in itself. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it and then about the one that's coming up. So over 16 weeks meets once a week for 16 weeks. Uh, currently, it's every Tuesday night. The workshops are downtown at City Space on the downtown mall, Tuesday nights from 6 to 9. The first eight weeks is really about, is my business viable? Mm-hmm. So can it do what I need it to do for me? So that, does that mean make enough to leave my day job? Does it mean make this much amount of money because it's not worth it unless I can make this much? Whatever that means for you, help you helping you determine if it can be viable. And then the second eight weeks is about learning some of the basics of running the business day to day, the marketing and the cash flow and the mm-hmm. hiring and the legal issues, all those little things, which turn out to be quite big things. Yeah, I was going to say, yes. Uh, But each week in the workshop, there are about 30 entrepreneurs. Once we start a class, it's the same 30 for all 16 weeks. Uh, You're in small groups of about eight entrepreneurs in a group, and there's a volunteer work group leader with the group, and you help each other go through the topics each week, and you, you're doing the legwork to your, developing your business model and your business plan. You're getting feedback from the other entrepreneurs in a class, as well as the volunteers and staff who support it. And so it's very collaborative. You learn just as much from other entrepreneurs in the class as you do from our, our volunteers and staff. Uh, and that's intentional, because you're building a network of people who can help you as you take those next steps in your business. Yes. So that's the that's the workshop, and it just we run it twice a year because 16 weeks is a solid four months, and we have about two months between class. So right now we're about 13, 14 weeks into our current workshop, which will finish at the end of uh, the middle of December. But applications are now available for our spring workshop. The class itself will run from March through June, but applications are available now on our website at www.cicville.org, cicville.org. Applications are available there. You can just click on apply when you get to the site, and they're due January 1st. We typically have more applications and spots, so what we're looking for is, first and foremost, you have to have a specific business idea or already existing business. Maybe it's a part-time business that you've been running on the side. Maybe it's something uh, that you've been running for a while, but you just haven't figured out how to grow beyond wherever you are at the moment. Uh, Or just, if nothing else, a specific idea we also want whatever that idea or that business is that you know how to do the substance of that business. So the best example there, if you want to start a catering business, you need to know how to cook. Mm, exactly. <laughs> if, you know, uh, if you want to start a hair salon, you need to be well on your way to a cosmetology license because mm. those things we can't help you with, but we can help you think about the business side of it. And then beyond that, we're looking for folks who aren't looking for someone to tell them all the answers, but looking for help in figuring it out for themselves. Mm. The most successful entrepreneurs and business owners are the ones who 
part of the reason they want to be business owners is that they want to work for themselves. So you need to be ready to figure it out yourself. We'll give you a lot of support. We'll ask you a lot of hard questions. We'll connect you to a lot of resources around the community, but you need to be willing to kind of go after and have that energy to, you know, to pursue it yourself, not wait for someone to tell you the answer. If you're waiting for someone, then, you know, then the class is, you know, not going to be a great fit for you. Also, I should say, if you're a very private person who doesn't want to share your idea with anyone, our class is not a good fit for you either. Because it's a very, you know, your ideas get better when you share them and when when people can give you feedback and improve it. And that's what we're built off of. So that's kind of our our workshop in a nutshell. Like I said, uh, applications are due basically at the end of the year. And the next class starts in March. And for the fall class, the class runs late August through December and applications are due at the end of June. Okay. Well, I have to say, I love what I'm hearing here, and this is an incredible service to people trying to, especially I can see how something like this was born out of a a response to the recession. You could go hide and feel sorry for yourself, or you could join CIC. Um, But one of the things I want to mention, too, about uh, the way your classes, the workshops work, it sounds very much like my old buddy uh, Zig Ziglar. Um, if you want, uh, you want to get what you want, the, one of the best ways to do that is to help someone else get what they want. And basically, Absolutely. yeah, that's your that's how your workshop is working. People coming together, they, they have similar goals. Uh, it's beautiful. Okay. Well, I tell you what, uh, uh, Stephen, you've been terrific, and we're talking to Stephen Davis, the president of the Community Investment Collaborative in Charlottesville, Virginia. We're going to take a short break. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. There's a lot more we can learn from Stephen. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Though independent films are more widely known today than they ever have been, their process of birth is still largely unknown to the casual moviegoer. For every big-budget blockbuster a studio cranks out, there is a mob of independent directors working to get their passion projects off the ground. American Movie follows Mark Borchot, an ambitious Milwaukee filmmaker, with several uncompleted projects rattling around in his brain. After trying and failing to start production on what he considers to be his magnum opus, he decides to finish Coven, a short horror film he had stopped shooting two years earlier. With a ragtag crew of friends and family, Borchardt struggles to see his dreams realized. But setbacks include a crotchety, nearly senile producer, a lack of experience amongst cast and crew, and not least, his own burgeoning alcoholism. Borchardt himself is something of a tragic hero, He clearly means well and has an interesting creative vision, but he must eventually face his own demons in order to finish what he started. Watching Borshot and his crew try, fail, and ultimately succeed is both wildly entertaining and informative for budding filmmakers and the would-be artists in us all. Definitely worth a watch. American movie. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices Talk Radio Show. My guest today is the president of Community Investment Collaborative in Charlottesville, Virginia, Stephen Davis. 
And Stephen has been really um, telling us some wonderful things, I think, that I've wondered about uh, as I have built my own business. And I didn't have the help of someone like Stephen, but I might come by and take that workshop anyway. Speaking of the <laughs> workshop, Stephen, what is the uh, the breakdown of the fees for it? I'm sure it's a, it's a great value. What what is what is the what is the cost? So our goal is obviously to make it as uh, accessible as possible, given our mission. And so the full cost of the workshop is seven hundred and fifty dollars. But we offer scholarships based on income to bring that cost down as low as one hundred and twenty-five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe we believe everyone should pay something. We'll set up a payment plan for you to help you pay it over the course of the workshop. But every it's a, you're starting a business. Everyone needs skin in the game. Uh, that's how we approach it. Okay, very good. And and that I think that is absolutely important. You have to have skin in the game, or you're not going to, uh, you know, you're not going to do your best to be your best. You have to, you have to be committed mm-hmm. on your own. I, I got you. So you were launched in uh, 2012, and uh, your program is built on. You mentioned the four pillars of design to help entrepreneurs start to or expand their business. Let's talk a little more about those pillars and what you do sort of on a day-to-day basis. What do you guys do in the office? Sure. So, uh, you know, I mentioned, already we talked about the workshop some, and so, you know, it's a 16-week program, and so during the workshop, you know, the the, four, the eight months of the year that the workshop is running, is the, there's a routine around it, and, you know, working with volunteers who are going to be coming in, so they're prepared to help our entrepreneurs during the workshop. There's the entrepreneurs who are in the program at the moment who are getting additional help in the office, so one-on-one meetings and that type of thing, and so forth. So there's that piece of it. There's also after the workshop, at any point going forward, entrepreneurs can participate in our mentoring program. And so the formal mentoring program is where entrepreneurs work one-on-one with a volunteer in our community who has significant business experience mm. to help them get where they want to go next. And so we're always recruiting mentors and uh, working with them to prepare them to work with our clients. And then they meet separately, you know, sometimes in our office, sometimes out of our office to work together to take the next steps in their mm. business. Mm. We really look for mentors who want to help the person, not just the business, because mm. our philosophy and our approach is we're about developing the entrepreneurs as people, not not just developing their businesses, because the idea they have right now may or may not be a good one. The timing for it may or may not be good, mm-hmm. but if we can help them develop the skills and experience to be successful in business, they can apply it to this idea or a future idea. So the mentors, we work with them ongoing outside of the formal mentoring program. Once you're kind of in our network and been through our workshop, we do one-on-one counseling and coaching and so forth with clients, you know, all the time outside of the kind of the formal mentor role. Mm. The formal mentorship is a six-month commitment. And uh, so as opposed to just, you know, needing some advice on a particular issue at a particular time. So uh, that's there. I mentioned the microloan program. So there's, you know, just this morning, uh, individuals coming in and working with one of our staff members on a loan application and so there's the review and that we need to do to with, with every loan application and then after loans are made we very much stay engaged with the the business owner to help them you know as they're working through those next steps so that there's that piece on the loan program and then the fourth pillar is networking 
And for us, networking, it takes a few different forms. There's the obvious one that we all think about of just connecting people and building your own personal network. Mm -hmm. That happens in our workshop. It happens through mentoring. But also, we're constantly looking to go deeper into the business community here to build connections for CIC that we can then help entrepreneurs make for themselves. For example, the Charlottesville Regional Chamber of Commerce and the Fluvanna Chamber of Commerce both offer memberships to our graduates for the first year after they've completed our program, so that helps them begin their, you know, networking in the community. It's about connecting them to each other, to the larger community, but also helping their business better access the marketplace they're competing in. So for the Tom Tom Festival, each year we have an entrepreneur showcase where folks can set up. It feels a part of the city market on Saturday mornings, mm. but it's basically a whole nother row where about 20 CIC businesses are set up that can promote their business and get some feedback from potential customers. Uh, Whole Foods does a similar showcase once a year where we set up inside Whole Foods and especially for our food-related businesses, it's yeah. a great chance to kind of get feedback and sample and, and also build some connections with the folks at Whole Foods because that's a, especially for the products, a great end to, you know, growing your business. And we've also uh, done a couple of years ago, we have a lo- large number of businesses that are serving the growing wedding industry in this region, whether mm-hmm. it's a photographer or a DJ or caterers or a childcare business for uh, wedding, a number of folks who are serving the, uh, the growing wedding industry. And so we brought in a number of uh, high-end wedding planners, uh-huh. a number of uh, our entrepreneurs, you know, when they started, and uh, they may be serving weddings, but they're early on in their business, there's, you know, the weddings are the smaller weddings, you know, the five or $10,000 weddings. And there's a lot of weddings in this area that are spending 50 and a hundred thousand dollars. So we brought in the planners for those weddings and did a kind of forum for the folks to discuss, how do I package myself for that into the market? So we're always looking at the types of businesses that we have in our program and how do we help them kind of better position themselves to grow. So at the heart of all those things is people and relationships. And so a lot of our time is spent just making connections, working with folks one-on-one, you know, making introductions uh, and so forth to kind of help them move forward. Now, a lot of this, I'm sure, already covers this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Can you explain peer discussions? Does that mean you bring in, uh, I mean, because you have said this, you bring in actual business people who are already mm-hmm. successful uh, as mentors. Is that what you mean also by peer discussions? Or uh, So in our workshop, we have small work groups. So there's eight entrepreneurs in a group, and so they're all peers. You know, you're all... Gotcha. You know, the same place in your business, and so, but every person in that group has a different set of skills. You know, I, I, I jokingly use the example that on one side of the group you have someone who could sell anything to anyone but loses yes. a dollar every time they sell a unit, and on the other side of the uh, group you have someone who has figured out how to make money but doesn't want to talk to people to go sell. Uh, and so, the, the, and so every every skill or aspect of business, there's you know, you have folks all along those spectrums, and that's where they. They can really help each other build confidence, learn tips and tricks, and so forth. And so, when we're talking about peers, that's that's one example of how we really, you know, bring the best of everyone to the table mm. to benefit everyone. I see. That's exceptional. And this other thing that you were talking about, having your 
your clients. Clients or entrepreneurs? Yes. Have an opportunity to set up at public events and mm-hmm. demonstrate what they have to offer and then get feedback both from the public and uh, I guess from also the event in which they are involved. Those people are also entrepreneurs. Is that one of your crowning differences that makes you above all the others? Because it sounds like it to me. I guess it depends on what others we're talking about. <laughs> it's certainly a, a, an important piece to our puzzle of uh, uh, helping folks not just kind of think through their ideas and plan their ideas, but actually test them. I would say the heart of CIC is the connections and networks you make. You know, regardless of what happens in your business, after you participate in our program, you're going to have connections with a number of folks from very different parts of the community that you wouldn't have met before. Mm -hmm. And those relationships will, and the impact of them will uh, almost definitely outlast or at least uh, uh, outweigh what any one business does. And so at the heart of what we're doing is it's building a stronger community by deepening the the connections across the community. Yes, you're connecting the dots uh, between collaboration uh, and small Mm -hmm. businesses and entrepreneurs that are already successful. I mean, I think that's an amazing trend. And what I meant by others, businesses, uh, Mm -hmm. organizations like this that had not succeeded in the past. Mm -hmm. But it seems mm-hmm. you are you learn from the mistakes of others, and then you build on that. I think that's fabulous. Cultivating a local business network, yes, that's exceptional. How does the city of Charlottesville get involved, or does it? The uh, city of Charlottesville has been an early and consistent partner throughout our effort. Still well over half of our clients are either city residents or are starting a business in the city. Mm. Uh, obviously, the city is at the center of the region we serve, and Albemarle County you know, completely surrounds the city. So between the city and county, I would say we're probably 75 or 80 percent of our clients are either residents or starting the business in one of those areas. And the city has been uh, very supportive of everything from making it easy for us to use city space you know, for our workshops to financially supporting us in several different ways to establishing the, one of the early loan funds. And then we work with the Office of Economic Development on a lot of places where, you know, the programs they have can also serve clients that we work with. So we work together in a lot of ways and they're a key partner. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that because not everyone everywhere gets the support they need from, you know, the city government and state government. So that's a beautiful thing. Does Richmond get involved? Have they recognized you for what you're doing and maybe even trying to oh, go ahead? Oh, we don't serve Richmond. Uh, you know, so, I mean, uh, we don't have, you know, we, you know, we don't have, you know, while we've had one or two folks along the way who found us who happen to live in Richmond, most of our clients, you know, we don't consider Richmond as part of our service area, so mm-hmm. we wouldn't expect them to do anything. There are numerous entrepreneurial programs in and around Richmond, and there's one who uh, actually uses a curriculum similar to what CIC used to use, and kind of a similar model, at least in the on the education front. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great work going on there as well. But uh, we, you know, we at least in our first six years, have stayed pretty focused in in, the, in this region. Okay, this has been grand. Um, so we've been talking about micro-enterprises, I guess. Uh, is that a good way of putting it? Micro-enterprises or micro-businesses, yes. Uh-huh. 
and that simply means for you and for those who wish to come to CIC and 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 build their own business, it's probably a small business, as you mentioned earlier, with an, um, five employees. So, uh, I'd say, General, I mean, small businesses, when people say small business, sometimes it can mean up to 50 employees. Yes. And so the, the designation micro just tends to mean the business likely has five or less employees. For us, it's not a hard rule. It's just our experience is that most of our businesses, even when successful at maturity, are you know under five employees. Um, we've got a few that are 10 or 15, and but in general, we're talking about the lifestyle businesses where the owner is the one running the business, and you know the mom and pop business that is yes. you know the lifeblood of any community. Of course. You, um, how does one read more about your program? I know you've got uh, on your website, you've got this beautiful <laughs> illustration that mm-hmm. is about the results you're getting. Tell us something about those results. So yeah, for every dollar CIC spent in our first five years, we've returned over $4 uh, and wages from new jobs created from businesses that have participated in our program. So it's a, you know, $4, you know, return on investment for every dollar spent just from wages. That doesn't count just the actual revenue from the business or taxes in the business and all of those other things that you could get into because they're, they're quite difficult to track. Um, but so we've had over 60 new businesses launched. We've had over a hundred full-time equivalent jobs created through the businesses. And those outcomes are the hard data that we track to kind of, to show the results that we're generating for the community. And obviously the city of Charlottesville, Malmont County and, you know, other, uh, agencies and funders really, you know, look for that hard data beyond the actual stories and of lives you've impacted. Yes, absolutely. Well, they go hand in hand, and I think that's what CIC is all about, if I may presume to say so. You know, wow. Okay, we're going to need to go soon, so why don't we remind people of uh, the Mm -hmm. workshop deadline for the application, when it starts, and also website and any other contact information you choose to share. Yeah, so our website's uh, www.cicville.org, cicville.org. Office phone number is 434-218-3481. Applications are available for our spring workshop right now. The workshop itself runs March to June, but applications are due January 1st, and they're on our website. Uh, Also, if someone's an existing business owner and has trouble getting a bank loan but has a strong business uh, and thinks that there, you know, is... Or, you know, have a case to be made where they should get financing, check us out as well. And there's information on our website also about our uh, loan program and so forth. So uh, we welcome all of those and are looking to help uh, entrepreneurs as they take the next steps in their business. Excellent. Thank you so much, Stephen Davis. We've been talking to Stephen Davis, president of Community Investment Collaborative, headquartered at Preston and Ridge in Charlottesville, Virginia, in the Citizens Commonwealth Center. And I think we just heard a massively impressive guide, uh, 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 offer to help you help yourself and to, and to think, group think with your peers and, uh, and reap the benefits not only of CIC and its volunteers, but the community as well that participates. I can't thank you enough, uh, Stephen Davis. I take this to heart myself, and I greatly appreciate your being on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. My pleasure. All the best to you and CIC. Bye now. Thank you.
Stay with us as we'll be right back with a final comment from The Reasonable Voice. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. In her early career, Charlize Theron was once labeled a mannequin. Looks great, no talent. Maybe it was just such early snubs that motivated the very talented Theron to achieve a richly diverse body of work that included Oscar recognition for an especially ugly role in the film Monster. In the offbeat comedy Young Adult, Theron gets ugly again as Mavis, a former high school beauty, now 40. She has lived on her good looks, but now realizes she'd best get a husband before it's too late. When she receives a baby announcement from a former high school flame, she decides to return home to get him back. Mavis gets what Mavis wants. Warning, you will like her less and less the more you get to know her. As Mavis is such a hateful character, it is a blessing when she runs into another old classmate, Matt, played by the lovable Patton Oswalt. Matt was the butt of jokes and criminal cruelty back when Mavis reigned supreme. He has now come to know human nature and will try in vain to open Mavis's eyes. The interplay between the hated Mavis and the very sympathetic Matt drives this powerful character study to rise above interesting to oddly endearing. Young adult, not in theaters, discovery through rental. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. From Bone Spurs Trump to a Virginia Encore in Alabama. Tuesday, 7 November 2017, Lessons. Hope versus you can fool some of the people all of the time. But most Americans, having heard last call for the American dream, recognize the silver lining of Trump, inspiring persistent civics and voting for racial and gender equality, equal economic opportunity, and respect for all, no matter their sexual persuasion or political preference. The United States is in a state of humanitarian emergency, taking a knee in the shadow of towers that threaten to crush our democratic republic. So American exceptionalism needs to include reaching out to decent people with different points of view, in a way that emboldens them to protect fellow citizens from government collusion with Wall Street and sexual assault. Then the change we seek will appear like the return of a prodigal ideal. The very moment we replace domestic infighting, armed with weapons of massive closed minds, dug into the limitations of self-inflicted blindness, with universal truth, with joint ventures resolving difficulties securing our daily bread, and stabilizing our international example as the glow that can truly light the world. Embracing harmonious gatherings that dissolve any denial of a house divided cannot stand. Embracing support our troops by not insisting that they serve at the pleasure of American corporatism. Embracing honor for our veterans by ending the war on women and respecting LGBTQ Americans. 
embracing a modernized mindset regarding how we treat females with their personal security in school, athletic medical offices, Hollywood, and in workplaces like Capitol Hill, and embrace being a firewall between women and groping spin. What works? The clarion call. Those who embrace every hue, every idea, progressing all forward and upward, and every culture, creed, and courageous Good Samaritan act of courtesy, civility, and kindness. Let's open our hearts and minds to exceptional, all-inclusive potential by opening doors for females of all ages, especially millennials and first-time voters and candidates running for office encouraging all to raise the anchor mooring any segment of our population to sinking America further into a do-over civil war. Let us eradicate the fake supremacy of Bannon projecting more sins on America, distorting faith with propaganda. Let's reach out to Middle and Southern America, Las Vegas and Texas, with a 50-state hope for we the people, relegating the NRA to its OK Corral past. Let us turn the other cheek through peaceful assembly, transmitting our transition in passionate numbers, rising well above the hate of the new alt-right generation, Roy Moore's sexual perversion, and Jeff Sessions' inability to recall. During basic training, I was a squad leader responsible for a dozen men, mostly just out of high school, away from home for the first time, destined for Vietnam. My drill sergeant tasked me with, when they come to you whining about home, give them a backbone. I shared a room with a squad leader from Alabama, who, after pretending to sleep while I tried to carry out my orders for a tearful member of our platoon, confessed, I had no idea. I've never met a black person before. Maybe empathy comes with who you know. Arguably, the greatest lessons to be garnered from our history textbooks are the half has never been told, our national need to embrace history, and to deliver our deserving youth from the darkness of hypocritical zealots. Alabama is no more replete with Roy Moore clones than Trump's thinking was defeated by a popular vote of at least three million more citizens. Neither blind to America's greatness nor failing to enthusiastically answer the life-giving call to love thy neighbor as thyself. Nonetheless, Virginians came, saw, and conquered Trumpisms, like an attorney general with no recollection, with a resounding victory for championing wives, daughters, sisters, mothers, even transgender girlfriends, against the intimidation of the powerful, powerless against their desires and the humiliation invading short eyes on our capacity for decency. Call an Alabamian you know to save the country we love. Thank you, and join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. 
Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail.com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Website. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard around the world.